Cigarette smoke She's always hot on oregano Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York, my guests form the retro pop duo Fly By Midnight. They recently opened for Third Eye Blind and have performed at notable venues such as the Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles and the Better End in New York, plus other locations up and down the East Coast from New York to Florida. Two weeks ago, they released the video for the song we will play at the end of today's show, and that video has already gotten more than 31,000 views on their YouTube channel, which, by the way, has over 150,000 subscribers. You've been hearing a song of theirs entitled Brooklyn. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Justin Bright and Slavo. What is going on? Hey, what's up? Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for doing this. It is standard practice every week on the show to start off by having the guest talk about the song that was playing during the intro. So in this case, tell the listeners all about the song Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, we would love to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is one of our favorites. And um, not only was it our first single, but it was the first song we actually ever wrote together, right? Yeah, it, um, it was one of those songs where, where we were trying to create our sound as a duo and, and kind of was the, the base for everything that we are as, as a duo now. And um, it's exciting to, to still listen to it and get excited about it and, and hear where we where we were when we started and hear where we are now. But yeah, Brooklyn was one of those songs where Justin came to me and had a story about um, his experience at Brooklyn College. And uh, I'll let you take it from here because it's kind of your story. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I went to Brooklyn College and I told Salevo that I had met a girl there like, like most people do in college. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, and I met a girl there who absolutely uh, drove me crazy. She led me to do the craziest stuff ever, um, and just really kind of be someone different than I than I never was before. Because that's what college is about, you know, really taking on new experiences and everything. Yeah. So, so this re- is she drove you crazy in a good way. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, well, in a good way, but to the point where the stuff that that we did together, as you could probably hear in the music, was just so outlandish and 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 quite adventurous yeah the fun thing about songwriting too is and, and we're songwriters so um we it's fun to, to sit down and write a song about a girl and, and have a specific story in mind and then be able to go one step further and elaborate so things like her stealing the car and and at the end of it her stealing the stolen car kind of thing um those things uh didn't exactly happen <laughs> and fun to, to take this character and taylor swift does this very well too in her songs but take this character and embellish 
a little bit to, for the sake of a, a good song, you know? Yeah, make it larger than life, essentially. And, uh, and yeah, that's what Brooklyn's about. It's about, it's about meeting someone and, and kind of going on this adventure with them all throughout Brooklyn to find out at the end that, that it was really purely an adventure to them. And it, it was, yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was a love interest to you, so it was like a nice little uh, twist. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, one of our favorites. And, and um, it just, it, I'll, I'll tell you, Bruce, from our perspective, going from doing covers on YouTube to releasing our first original, it was quite nerve-wracking. But mm. um, we've gotten such great feedback and such recognition. I mean, what is it? It's almost about hit uh, 200,000 on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Outstanding. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, it, it, for us, it was kind of, um, the recognition we were looking for to continue making making music <laughs> together, you know. Well, so, yeah. you know, I, uh, I I I always love having the guest talk about the song in terms of you know how, when, where, why they they wrote the song, and, and so I'm I'm you know I listened to the song, I loved it, I I, I love the other song too that we're going to play at the end of today's show, um, but you know you guys are, are making some great music, and and I was interested to hear that story, and I looked at that song title Brooklyn, and I thought okay, pretty obvious, it probably has something to do with you know life in Brooklyn or living in Brooklyn, and here you are saying well it's actually Brooklyn College, and when the story started. All of a sudden, it came to me. I thought, "Don't tell me this is going to be about Brooklyn Decker." <laughs> I met a girl in college, and it happened to be supermodel Brooklyn Decker. I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> that would be great. Maybe we should start saying that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, listeners, go back and listen to the episode um, that came out last week, episode 140, with Shane and Emily. Uh, we were having some laughs on that episode because they uh, wrote a song. Uh, called Arkansas that I had referred to. And then they said uh, they were talking about a new song that they've done called Delaware. And after Emily told the whole story of how it was of, of, you know, kind of what led up to it, she left out the most important part. I said, so don't leave me hanging by a thread. Why is it called Delaware? And she's like, oh, because the guy was just telling you about lives in Delaware. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I I looked at Brooklyn and I thought, oh boy, here we go again, a a song that's going to be about a certain location, but you know, not necessarily. You're not singing about you know the, the buildings or the street life or things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but, think Brooklyn just re- represented a, a new beginning with with someone and, and the crazy stuff that ensued with it. You know. Yeah, and I like that you said you know we took a little bit of poetic license you know with how we finished it because I mean that is the beauty of being a songwriter. Is you get inspired by a certain something and it gives you the impetus for writing a song, but then you say, okay, well wait a minute, you know we got to kind of put some of our own fly-by-midnight dust on this song and <laughs> turn it into what we want it to actually be instead of, you know, being dedicated to telling the true story. Yep, yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Well, guys, uh, you're doing great things as, as evidenced by the highlights that I touched on in the intro. Uh, however, since this show has gotten listeners from 122 countries around the world, there will certainly be listeners who are just being introduced to fly-by-midnight for the first time. So tell the story of how the two of you came together. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one that we, we love telling people because uh, it's definitely it's definitely a unique one, right? Uh, I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot of different layers to it. Um, I mean, it, it kind of starts with um, Slavo coming from his hometown, right? I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, yeah. First of all, um, for all the, the new listeners of Flabby Midnight, welcome to Flabby Midnight's uh, team. We always welcome people on uh, the first time meeting them. So thanks for listening. Um, first off, I'm Slavo. This is Justin. Um, and yeah. I came from Florida about three years ago to New York City. Um, I was looking to do music, um, and I was uh, an aspiring artist kind of thing. So I, I started working with the studio for a couple of years, uh, learned a bunch of stuff there, ended up stopping uh, what I was doing there, and, and I was looking for a home. And Justin was working at another studio 
on Staten Island, which is uh, a part of another borough of, of New York. And I, I met him through the studio and I knew he was doing a solo project. And at the time I was kind of doing a producer thing. So it was almost like a, a Macklemore Ryan Lewis thing without even being a Macklemore Ryan Lewis thing. <laughs> um, so we, we kind of met up, they, they hooked the two of us up and we were, we were making music together. Um, he was still doing a solo thing and yeah, we were really clicking um, when we first met, which was a good sign of, of some foreshadowing. And then the funny part was that we had wrote Brooklyn together with not, not exactly um, in, in our minds being a duo. It was more wow. writing it, not for the sake of writing it, but potentially for my solo project at the time. Wow. Um, so, so we wrote this song not knowing what it was going to, to be in, and I started to cut vocals on it. And then kind of um, out on a limb, I said, you know, Salevo, because while we were writing the song, of course, we were both writing it together and, and singing it together. Um, so I said out on a limb, you know, maybe jump in the vocal booth and, and lay down a couple of harmonies mm. and, and whatnot. So pretty organically, uh, when he started to lay down his vocal on it, I thought to myself, you know, I felt that there was a missing element within my solo project. Wow. And I really wanted to branch out and try some different things. And, and yeah, um, he came out of the vocal booth and in, in the most embarrassingly uh, <laughs> fashion, I, I, I pitched this grand idea about creating a duo together and and uh, and if if you know, for those of you who don't know who, who I am and, and about me, but I'm always the type that gets real excited about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, was, I was very ecstatic, and I was like, dude, I, I think you and I could could really uh, bring something very different to the table. And and he kind of shrugged the shoulders and said, okay, cool. I got I got a little emotional. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Slavo, what was your reaction when when you stepped out of the vocal booth and here he is with his grandiose ideas. At first, my first thought was, oh, please get off your knee. And, uh, <laughs> I will not marry you. Um, no, but it was funny. He um, he definitely is one to get excited about things. And that's why I think this project works so well, because the chemistry between the two of us is is something special. And and yeah, whenever he presented the idea at the time, it really caught me off guard, to be honest, because I, I wasn't thinking that way. I never was. I was kind of like past the whole I'm going to be an artist thing, and, and which is cool because you kind of like survived that thought for me, you know? Mm. Um and, and so yeah, he presented the idea, and uh, at first I was like, "Yeah, I guess that sounds fun." But he 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 made it like this big thing, and we were gonna split it fifty fifty, and everything was. It wasn't like the the whole idea of coming into someone else's solo project is, you know, you you don't want to be like the the backseat kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. You always have that reservation. But Justin always made it like, dude, it's it's the two of us. Obviously, we're splitting this half and half. Like I don't want you to ever think that way, and and it's been that way since day one. So. Everything's worked out really well, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, until we get a hit song and I push him to the back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you tell him, uh, "Don't forget, I've been in, I've been in Fly by Midnight longer than you have." <laughs> I, I missed the fun print somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything we've we've done thus far has been really organic and and never really thought about everything. All the pieces have kind of fallen into place so far, so we're really grateful for that. Nice, nice. Well, I do want to give you each a chance to talk separately about where you were before Fly By Midnight. So um, I guess we're going alphabetical. <laughs> Justin, uh, you were on MTV's Dream Bigger. I've, I've had guests here on Now Here's This Entertainment from the likes of American Idol, The Voice, and America's Got Talent, but you might possibly be the first from an MTV show. Uh, tell the listeners all about that experience. For sure. I mean, it, it's such a unique, because like you said, a lot of, because these talent shows have been around for a long time, you know, American Idol, The Voice, X Factor, and whatnot. Um, I, I really was kind of turned off to the idea of pursuing those type of TV shows because it's an oversaturated market right now. And I've always kind of been a studio rat, too, as well. 
So I, I, you know, live performing was something relatively new within the past couple of years. So I had um, put a couple of videos on YouTube that started to gain some traction locally. And I was, uh, I, I, I think my friend Matt had sent me an email for an open casting call for the show MTV's Dream Bigger. Essentially what, for those of you who don't know what Dream Bigger is, um, it was a reboot of the show MTV's Made, which was a show that ran for a long, long time. I think over 20 seasons. Yeah, I remember watching a few episodes, actually. Yeah, when I, when I was younger. And it was a reboot of essentially trying to make someone go from uh, one level in their career, essentially, to the next. Uh, they obviously, thus, Dream Bigger. Um, so I had went out to the open casting call. They called me two weeks later saying, hey, uh, we're filming for three months, morning to night. Uh, you waking up, you brushing your teeth, to you going to bed <laughs> after dinner. Um, and it was an amazing experience. I, it, it, of course, it's a reality show, and there are, <laughs> there are many aspects of a reality show. But what I was really fortunate about was not only did it show me in my music habitat, but it also showed very much m my family life, my friends, how supportive everyone is and uh, will always be in both of our lives. Um, that's another thing that we're really grateful for in Fly By Midnight. But, and yeah, it, it really... It also gave me the the thumbs up to continue pursuing this for the rest of my life, and and yeah, it's been uphill since then. Well, I uh, I pride myself on trying to be a mind reader in terms of the listeners of the show and and the questions that they want me asking the guests each week, and so usually that's done in the scripting phase when I'm writing out the questions that I'm going to to ask um, before the the even day of the show comes. But a lot of times I try to be spontaneous, and I know in this case I, I'm I'm sensing that a lot of the listeners are listening to you talk about that experience, Justin, and they're thinking, so does he watch shows like American Idol or, or The Voice or whatever? You know, and, and whether you do or not, I guess, um, you know, what are your thoughts on on those quote unquote reality shows? I, I mean, I, I think I think they're great. Salevo and I have been very fortunate that not only are we artists, but we're also songwriters, and we've we've had the pleasure of writing for many, many talented artists on The Voice ah. and American Idol. Um, wow. Those uh, of the likes that made top 12, even top three very recently, we've, we've befriended and, and uh, wrote tracks for. So I, I think there are so many positive sides of that show, well, all, the, all those shows, but essentially America hasn't come to terms yet that these are reality shows and they're TV shows that there are story arcs and and, and I think sometimes from where I stand, because I do watch them occasionally, um, but there are story arcs and, and there is definitely, um, it's definitely more than just very, very talented people on, on your TV screen, you know? Um, so that, that's kind of my opinion. I, I never want to knock anything, but, but, I, but I do think that there are many behind the scene things that, that are a little, uh, a little tricky. Uh, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nicely, nicely handled. Um, <laughs> go ahead and uh, and catch your breath, take a drink of water, or whatever you want to do, and we'll give Slavo a chance here, um, because I'm interested, Slavo, uh, to hear more about your background. I mean, we heard about how the two of you came together, but certainly um, since this show originates from Florida, I'm interested in uh, hearing what part of of the Sunshine State you were at down here, and, and kind of you know what you were doing musically. Um, before you uh, did the rare disappearing act from from down here, it seems like everybody moves to Florida, not out of Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's actually a, an even funnier story behind that. My parents were both born and raised in Staten Island, New York, which is where I currently live, mm -hmm. and they moved to Florida. Um, I think like a year before I was born, hmm. and uh, they moved to Deltona, Florida, which is in Volusia County. Yeah, and um, 
Um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Florida, same house my whole life. And when I turned 19, I decided to move to New York. So I, we did like this weird full circle thing. And now my parents hmm. and everyone lives in Florida and I live up here. So that's that's a funny little story <laughs> that I mentioned. But, um, and I also wanted to touch on before you had said something about alphabetical order. It's funny because not everyone knows that Justin and I actually have the same exact first name. We're both Justin. <laughs> so when you said that, I kind of grinned a little bit. I was like, oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, my story uh, is is pretty simple. I, I started playing music when I was 10 years old. I got a guitar um, from my mom and dad. Um, it was it was basically a sympathy guitar because my brother was playing <laughs> drums the year before. And it was one of those things where my brother and I were, were close in age. We were two or three years apart, something like that. And and being that he had a drum set, I was like, okay, well, now he's got a drum set. And what am I doing? So I, I kind of asked my parents. I was like, oh, well, can I get a guitar or something? And the next year, of course, they got me one. And I was very grateful <laughs> for that. And so naturally, uh, I wanted to play with my brother. He was We were both in the same house, blah, blah, blah. But it, it was still like that weird phase of life where I was almost not cool enough to play with him. And <laughs> he, he would always have friends over. And they started like the little bands and stuff. And I would always want to come and jam out with them. And, and I just wasn't cool enough yet. So my my objective was to, to get better and better every day. And I literally never put the guitar down. And so I, I started getting better. And, and then one day I went to a, one of his his band practices and, and he let me jam out with him. So mm. that kind of uh, was a cool little story, uh, which got me into, you know, how I got into playing with bands and stuff. And, and then I, I did, I don't know, music growing up in Florida. I was in a few different bands and I was I was in like a screamo phase of music too, which is interesting now that I do pop music. Um, but yeah, I... Um, I primarily play guitar. I grew up in Florida, did my thing there, and I moved up to New York. So it's it's pretty simple. But, I had, but was the lure to New York, was it, you know, hey, ha, 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 you know, ironically, that's where we're from? Or was it, you know, I want to go to New York to to really do more with music? Well, there, there's actually a deeper story to that, too, uh, Bruce. I, I was doing football in high school. I started playing football when I was, well, I was when I was younger, but I started playing varsity football when I was a sophomore in high school, and I got pretty serious with it. So I was doing the whole quarterback thing, and, and I thought that my destiny was to, to pursue football and go to college and play football and stuff. And so I went to Stetson University, which I'm sure you know where that yep, is. Yep. Um, they had just started up a new football program. I was playing there for about a year or so. Um, and then I just – it was one of those things where I, it was taking me away from doing music and stuff, and, and I had to make a decision whether I wanted to, to pursue that or, or music. Hmm. And I, I chose music, so I, I left school after being there for a year, and um, New York was where it just felt like I needed to be. So hmm. I, I had family already there and stuff, so it was a little easier to move because my family was from New York. So, and um, ended up being the right choice because I'm definitely happy with where I am now. So tell me that the tables are turned now, and and that your brother thinks that you're way cooler than him because of your <laughs> success with Fly by Midnight. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It's great. My brother still have his drum has his drum set set up at home, and. Every now and then when I get to go visit them, we get to jam out still, so it's nice. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, and since you are both songwriters, um, you can both answer this question. When when did you each start songwriting? At, at, one, at what age? I, I, I'm curious what age you started. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I almost started writing um, because of a love interest. So I, I had a, a girlfriend whenever I was in, in high school, and, and for some reason my way of showing my feelings to her was to write music. And so I kind of started writing because of that. I would say maybe when I was, I don't know, 15 years old or so. Hopeless romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to melt the hearts of uh, my high school people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would say maybe a little bit later than that. Even even earlier on in college, 
it, it's kind of funny. I was always a, I, I loved writing short stories and expressing myself, but never, never really thought about writing music in, until I got linked up with our studio and, and yeah. And, and then uh, a couple of cover videos took off. So then I said, maybe I should try, you know, creating my own, my own music. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, definitely later than than you. But I, I didn't write for any girlfriends. So. <laughs> there's no yeah. there's no little Valentines floating around that have this uh, this real poetic writing inside that. <laughs> Not yet, at least. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York are Justin Bright and Slavo of the retro pop duo Fly by Midnight. Visit their official website at www.flybymidnight.com. You'll find links there to the guys on various social media. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find their music on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that this show is available on. Keep up with Fly By Midnight online for information on where and when you can go see them perform live and do purchase their music. It's on iTunes and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on nhte.net the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to the show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We're thrilled to be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned Shane and Emily from last week, and I always recommend you start with episode 101, which was a best of from some of the first 100 episodes. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Fly by, uh, excuse me, Fly by Midnight's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, guys, as you <laughs> heard by my slip of the tongue there, I, I have to ask about the name of your group. It's it's no secret that I am a huge Rush fan, and so their song Fly By Night comes to mind when I hear Fly My Midnight. So here's, here's the moment. How did you come up with that name? It's very funny. Um, Fly By Night was the original uh, name for us, too, and we had to kind of morph it because we, for social handles and purposes like that, so... It's funny that you, you slipped and said that because if we both kind of looked at each other like, oh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny. You hear a lot of bands have this crazy illustrious story of, of how their name came to be. But we, we were already a duo working on records like Brooklyn um, for, for a while, I'd say for over a month or, or so, right? Yeah, we, we hadn't had anything public. Our, our duo wasn't public, so we didn't really have a reason to come up with the name too fast. Mm. Exactly, but then... It, then it kind of came to terms where we were like, well, I think we want to let people know that we're, we're, we're making music. <laughs> we're alive. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it was a couple of weeks of kicking back names. At one point, we, we drove in the car and said the first, like, five things we see we're going to put together in a sentence. It was, it was like, oh, this, this do, you remember, do you remember that game we had where the, we were all in the, the – we have a lounge in the studio, and we were all hanging out there with our production team and stuff, and – we had this game where two people would pick a random one-syllable word, and then we'd combine the two of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> the time we did it, the, the name Full Grown 
games together. Full grown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that came to be. But, but yeah, it really came down to, um, after a while, number one, for those who, who don't know about us also, we, we tend to work like owls. Uh, a lot of our sessions started hmm. at 10 p.m. and we worked throughout the night. So so midnight was something we wanted to incorporate. A lot of our feel good yeah. vibes come around that time of the hour. Yeah, for sure. And our sounds our sounds very fresh, very fun, but very energetic. So, um, the the term fly just felt appropriate, and, and it, it worked well with midnight. So fly by midnight, just everything just flowed really well. Yeah, and I also think fly is kind of a more of a retro type of term. Like that's not really used um, in modern times as much. Yeah. So and, and we kind of label ourselves as retro pop. So it it kind of made sense. Uh, we put it together, lived with it for a little bit. Our production team thought it was really dope too. By the way. A quick plug! Shout out to our production team, the Emergence Music Group. Um, whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're probably in our, the other room right now listening to us talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I give you fly by minute. There you go. <laughs> I I like that you said you know the the term fly being rather retro because it makes me feel better about the fact that that I refuse to let go of using the expression. Oh, that's just jive. Come on, that's jive. You know, people, people look at me like, what, what in the world does that mean? You know, they're like going on Urban Dictionary or something, trying to figure out what does jive mean. And I'm like, come on, you know, you, you don't know what that means. And so, so you know, like I said, me being, you know, there's no secret. I've I've said in numerous episodes of the numerous episodes of the show that that far and away, uh, Rush is clearly my my number one band. So you know, you're looking at Flying by Midnight, and you think, okay, you know, there's got to be a Rush reference in here somewhere, and there's really not. And so it's it's a cool story that that you both just told and and i like you know how you said you know we really thrive you know right around midnight you know we, we do some of our best work and um and the rest of it is is really fascinating so thanks for sharing that insight yeah of course of course man okay now it's time for bruce's bonus this is a segment here on now hear this entertainment where i take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of now hear this incorporated giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is think twice before creating Facebook events for everything, at least as it relates to the potential for a gig to get canceled. There's someone that I get Facebook notifications from all the time about her business events getting canceled. That right away gives me a negative impression of her, meaning that she doesn't seem to be real successful at what she's trying to do. You want to avoid causing this opinion to be formed of you, which is why you have to want to know that bookings that you put on Facebook as an event are not going to turn into cancellations. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. I mentioned a few minutes ago with regards to the various places online where you and your music are. But actually, on Spotify, which is one that I did not mention, uh, on Spotify, your cover of This Is What You Came For charted to number six in their viral 50 charts. Uh, so congrats. That's that's very cool. Um, just, just talk about that, including, if you know, 
uh, how it got on those charts, because I, I do try to gear this show a lot towards the up and comers who are listening that are trying to learn from my guests each week. Um, so, you know, as I say, congratulations and, and it's cool that you got on there, but, um, you know, talk about that experience as well as if you know, um, how it even got onto the charts to begin with. Was it something you have to submit yourself or someone did it for you or it was organic or what? Thank you. Uh, yeah, first and foremost, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's so weird. It, once again, it's another thing we love to, <laughs> we love to have this amazing story, how it came to be, but in actuality, we had, um, released a cover it was doing relatively well on youtube on spotify we had no expectations of absolutely anything um and we had went to bed that night and the next morning we had a a phone call i think with the pr agency and prior to the phone call they sent us an email to confirm the call and then they said congratulations on spotify by the way <laughs> and I, I had no idea what they were referring to and then all of a sudden our twitter started lighting up and and we were getting these notifications that wow. I think it started at, at 12 on the charts. Mm -hmm. it, what was crazy was that it was charting in, in the U.S. charts, but it was also charting globally, mm. which, um, which is crazy. I mean, it, not to put down any, any other projects from any other artists, but a lot of artists put money and, and, and other means of, of getting yeah. Yeah, other resources of getting on these charts. And essentially, we did absolutely nothing and watched wow. it climb number six. Wow. So, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting there asking it and, and like literally when you started your answer, I thought, you know what, Bruce, that's a pretty dumb question. It's called the viral 50 charts. It got there virally. How do you think it got there? <laughs> you know, and, and so you're, you're, you're being polite and not saying stupid question. Um, but what you're saying, yeah. uh, we don't know. It, it just happened organically. And lo and behold, we woke up and here's this thing climbing the charts. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it, it was just, it was just so random, right? I mean, <laughs> even it's, it's hard to, to keep track these days with everything because we're so busy and we're, we're so hands-on with our own projects and stuff. We were down in South Carolina recently and we ran into someone at, at a bar that recognized us and they were like, oh, congratulations on your, you know, how well you're doing on Spotify. And we had pulled it up and we we're like, we didn't even realize we almost have like 100,000 listeners per month. And, and that's like YouTube's such a big platform for us. We really focus on that. But we, we fail to like kind of keep track of everything else going on. So it, it is kind of crazy to think that Things are, are happening on the platforms, and, and it is exciting. Very exciting. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm just picturing you guys going, uh, "How are we doing on Spotify?" <laughs> I know both of you are like, "What are you like? We have another viral global thing or something." <laughs> and the funny part about it, uh, Salevo's being polite and leaving out the, the bit of information. But the funny part was that uh, it was a group of people that that thought we were cool and stuff. But as soon as they saw that on Spotify, it was like the whole the whole tone of the room sh uh, shifted. Yeah, yeah. It was like all of a sudden, like. Like now, let's buy rounds of drinks for these guys. <laughs> but but yeah, no, it was cool. It's crazy with the social media world now how your music could really uh, it, it really could hit people all over the world without you even knowing. Essentially, and know. as far as advice, um, I would love to, to give some kind of input. For us, we've we're starting to learn things every day, you know, and, and we'll we'll learn, continue to learn things. But for us, it's it's one of those things where just keep making content and putting out there for the world to listen to. You never know what'll happen. I mean. We've we started off with this five minute project, putting up Brooklyn, didn't know what to expect from it, and, and now look at us. We have two hundred thousand views on it, which is amazing. We could have never imagined that in, in just a couple of years of being a duo, you know. So, um, just put out music and, and believe in yourself. And, and it sounds cliche, but it's so true. Like the internet is so powerful, and, and just put the stuff out there for people to listen to, and you never know what'll happen. Yeah, yeah. and and I think even from our perspective, we were going through a couple of months where we were like, man, should we release this content or should we wait and 
and very recently we've had this revelation where you know if people want to hear more music you, you've got to you've got to give it you've got to give it to them you know yeah yeah and and thank you both for uh for those insights i mean this is kind of one of those situations where i feel like you know telling the listeners i i promise you we did not set this up in advance i i did not tell them you know to say what they just said um but you know, I, 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 listeners, I encourage you, there's, there's similar stories on, on past episodes of the show. Go way back to episode 23 and listen to my interview with Amy Petty um, and, and, and Justin and Slavo. What I'm getting at is, you know, you can't, you can't force something. You, you can't cause something to go viral. You can put it out there and say, boy, wouldn't it be cool? I, I really think this has the potential. But uh, I'm, I'm, episode 23, I interviewed Amy Petty. Uh, she's a singer-songwriter from in Detroit. She had written a blog called Why I Won't Be Auditioning for The Voice, parentheses, or any other televised talent competition, and her blog went viral. Uh, and the same thing with uh, Sarah Donner, um, an episode I really should promote more, but go back and listen to episode 33, Sarah Donner. She's a hoot. Uh, she, she's a singer-songwriter in New Jersey and, and seems to be known more for the work that she does uh, rescuing cats um, she, she spends more time promoting that on her social media than she does her music. But same thing with her. She had a, a video that went viral of a sleepy kitten. She was playing her, her guitar, um, and uh, the cat kept falling asleep and waking up, you know, depending on what she was doing with her song. And that thing went viral. I mean, you can't, you can't force those videos or those blogs, in the case of Amy Petty, um, to go viral. And so you guys are, are, are right on the money with, with the advice that you just gave out. I also wanted to mention... Uh, another, so that, 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 so that was your cover of this is what you came for. I also wanted to mention another song karaoke, which we're going to play at the end of today's show. But I mentioned back in the intro that the video for it just came out two weeks ago and already has over 31,000 views. So here you go. Here's more congratulations. Um, uh, obviously I watched it and, and it's a great song and a really fun video listeners. You will want to check it out on YouTube, but, uh, guys, nicely done. I, I like the director coming in with the clapboard after the video has already been going, uh, not to mention all the extras that you had participating. So just talk about that video. It, yeah, it was an amazing one. I mean, the fact that Salevo and I are, are either out, out to eat, grabbing lunch or in the studio and we come up with these concepts and to watch them unfold and come to life on a computer screen is, is it's an unbelievable experience. I'm sure you can imagine. Um, and for, for that concept, we really wanted to take the idea because at the core of what karaoke is about, it's about a college party. You know, it's a, it's a college experience. And and to make a video that is based around the concept of a party, but in the most non-cliche fashion. So by by breaking that fourth wall and and kind of bringing in the, the, the slate before the chorus and, and all these other like little tidbits where it, it looks like it's a, it's an actual video being shot. It doesn't look like it's a real party. Well, there's dramatic light changes. So the the whole vibe of it, and the idea was that in the verses were in between takes, essentially, quote unquote. And so whenever the chorus is hit, that's why the, the lights are all dramatic and there's a lot of movement and cuts. The verses are all one takes um, to kind of give the the viewer the feeling of um, not edited, you know, very raw, mm-hmm. uh, out of out of the music video vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and also the, all the extras and everything. It, it's so we're really grateful that for Brooklyn as well as karaoke, we we put up kind of an advertisement for for actors. We we hit up a couple of contacts that we've met all over the world, and and they recommend people. And we've always had such good turnouts because people get very excited about the music. We we always send the music obviously prior to the shoot before it's released, and and I think that's really what what has kind of brought people to the set. And and yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. Also, a big shout out to YouTube. We um, actually shot that video at YouTube Space in New York. It's in Chelsea Market. They've been so accommodating. They're, they're the best. Um, we've shot actually a few videos there, um, different covers, different original stuff. So, um, yeah, we shot the whole thing in their studio. They provided everything for us. So they're amazing. Thank you, YouTube. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've been such a an amazing uh, partner and a tool for that we could thank for our success so far. So Another funny thing about that music video, too, is... Um, I was talking before about how, um, you know, just release content, put all the stuff out there for the world. We went through a phase after Brooklyn where we, we kind of put it out there, wanted to test the waters, and we just sat on a lot of music for a while. And during that time, we we were in this weird conversation of whether or not we should release karaoke. This was back in last, maybe October. And um, and so we had shot a whole music video for karaoke <laughs> at another location. We put it all, like all this money into budget and everything and did this whole production and had, had a, a, a video to show for it, too. And after sitting on it for, I don't know, eight, Prob six, eight months. Yeah, probably eight months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we realized it kind of fell off our brand. We almost grew out of the video quickly. Wow. We were still figuring out who we were as a duo and, and what we wanted us, ourselves to be presented as and sound like. So we um, we had to scrap that video, unfortunately. It was, it was great. And, wow. and, um, but yeah, it's a funny little uh, fun fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've been talking about a couple past episodes of the show. I'm going to tease a future episode of the show. Uh, singer, songwriter, and dancer Nicole Maduro is going to be a guest here on NHTE soon. Uh, guys, how do you know her? And, and, and was she in the karaoke video as a dancer? Because I was looking for her. She was invited. So, Nicole, thanks for not coming. We appreciate it. We're, we're <laughs> oh, no. She's so busy. Here, here's something great, Bruce. Um, you, you want to put two conversations together. You were talking about viral videos and... I don't know if you know this because um, obviously it's it's with all transparency we, we barely really spoke before this interview which is great mm -hmm. that we're getting to do this now but um, I I uh, I uh, we rather shot a cover with Nicole Maduro that actually is our most successful video on our page not only but also went extremely viral probably the most viral we've ever seen overseas in places like Taiwan Hong Kong um, and the Philippines it, wow. it's actually for of we don't talk anymore. And it has, uh, it's about to hit, I think, three million on YouTube right wow. now. And uh, it, yeah, it's crazy. It, it was, it was a video that, because we've known Nicole for a while, uh, through our studio. She's a phenomenal dancer, performer, artist, and we, uh, yeah, we decided to do this video with her right before we actually left with her to perform in China. I know, yeah. I know, it's a super random fact. Very ironic. <laughs> but we, yeah. So it yeah. sounds like you're saying that because of her, it's your most successful video. <laughs> That's very much so. Our chemistry uh, <laughs> sold to, to people overseas very much. So. Well, so guys, let's let's talk about what, while we're on the subject of, of these videos that are doing so well, because um, we do. I mean, you know, let's let's be honest. I mean, this is episode 141 of this show, so certainly there have been a lot of conversations that have happened over the last two years. Uh, but you know, when we talk about YouTube, the, the two of you, as I mentioned in the intro, have over 150,000 subscribers. So, you know, a lot of people want to talk about how do I get more success on YouTube? And, and a lot of guests have come on the show and say, you got to be regular. You got to be posting with regularity. You got to just be producing content so that people remember who you are. But I know there are people who are out there that are putting up a video. I'll, I'll, I'll exaggerate and I'll say every single day, you know, here I am sitting on my couch and I'm playing a, a different cover song today. And even those people aren't having the kind of success that the two of you are. So, 
granted, someone's going to say that's your second dumb question so far, Bruce. If if they have over one hundred fifty thousand subscribers, how do you think they're having so much success? But you know, you didn't wake up one day like you did with with the Spotify success and say, "Oh my gosh, look at that! We have one hundred fifty thousand subscribers." Um, you had to build to get to that point. So so you know, what are I, I guess maybe I'll flip the question and say, what are these other people doing wrong? that they're not getting these kind of numbers because the two of you seem to to have a, a formula that's definitely working. I think it's a real happy medium between kind of what you were saying where it's quality, but it's also consistent content. I think a lot of people do a little bit too much of either and, and kind of ignore the other one. I think, I think very consistent content is great, but if it doesn't, if it's not quality, then it won't resonate. Mm. Um, and, and, I, and I also think for Fly By Midnight specifically, we've kind of learned very quickly what our demographic is, exactly who mm. we're trying to reach with our music. And, and you know, I'm going to be honest, a, a couple of our first cover videos started off with us on our personal Facebooks and us texting our friends, sending the link out. You know, it, it started from very humble beginnings. It, it was not really um, an initial hit, I, I think. I think there definitely needs to be a hustle and you can't expect the universe to gravitate towards you. Mm -hmm. You really got to um, very, very much so bringing it back to like to how the industry used to be where you perform on the street. Instead, you know, you're sending your link out to everyone in the entire universe. You know, I kind of think of it as well as, as almost like television where the branding is so important as far as um, if people are going to get into what you're doing or not. When they see Fly by Midnight, we present it with this colorful, very vibrant, energetic um, aesthetic. So let's say I'm like, I'm driving to New York City and I see a bus that says something about a brand new show. Depending on how that comes across to me, whether it looks professional, if it looks shady, it depends. It, it makes yeah, me want to watch yeah. it. Now, you know. So think of it, think of your your channel almost as like a business and and or like a television show, and you really have to present it a certain way because people are very quick on the internet these days. They'll they'll look at something and say, oh, I want to watch it, or oh, I don't. You know, and you have to figure out how you want to present yourself in a way to to really gain someone's attention. And, and as far as consistent content goes, I think that's important, and Justin touched on that. Uh, you know, you really need to find that that nice balance because you also want to create a desire for, for people to come to your page too. If you start posting stuff every single day, it almost becomes too monotonous and, and too consistent, like you said before. And, you know, having a little space between videos is, is always not the worst thing. You know, you, yeah. you want to have something. I, I like that point because, you know, the girl who does sit on her couch every day and posts and make sure that she posts a, a different cover song every day at the same time, you know, eventually you are just another girl sitting on a couch posting a cover video every day. So it's like, you know, wh what about this is really going to compel me to look for tomorrow's and look for the one the next day. So I, I, I like the insights that you guys are sharing. And I wonder, uh, in the interest of transparency, um, well, actually, I have two follow-up questions. The, the transparency question is, were you ever at a point where you were putting some money behind Behind it and saying, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pay to to I'm gonna call it boost it, even though that's a Facebook term, but I'm talking about YouTube promotion. And then the second question um, is, well, why don't you go ahead and, and, and answer that one first? You know, for a lot of our earlier videos that did well, it was organically, and and I think um, then at that point in our minds, it was like we've only I would say for more of our original productions, we we've mm. we've put a little more money, and it's not only essentially boosting. Um, through these social platforms, but it's putting money into marketing and 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 just yeah. other other a little more non-conventional uh, paths. But but for yeah, for our earlier works, we we purposely didn't want to shovel money into it. Not only because we, we're independently funded artists and we don't really have that type <laughs> of money, but but on top of that too, the fact that we wanted to we wanted to see if it was resonating organically, mm. and 
and then we'd know exactly because the problem with boosting essentially is that your analytics and I'm gonna I'm gonna sound very nerdy for a second. Um, <laughs> no, I love but, it. Bring it on. But your analytics are, are kind of warped in that respect because when you're boosting, you're deciding the exact demographic you want to hit. Mm. So it kind of gives you a, a, a kind of a false output. Um, and yeah, so so that we've, we we kind of learned our real organic demographic by going down the path of not putting money into yeah, videos. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. the, the other question was going to be with the success that you are having, um, you know, it seems like uh, Vivo is, is, has really established themselves so well on YouTube that I wonder, you know, why, why is Fly By Midnight not a Vivo artist? You know, uh, we asked that same question, Bruce. <laughs> uh, well, it's one of those things where uh, I'm sure our time will come for Vivo. And um, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't, I don't want to say Vivo is too political, but I don't know exactly how to get into that scene. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I'm going I'm to tell you right now, um, and, and this will be for the listeners who want to know also, and, and this is this sounds self-serving, but it, but it's a true story. Back on episode 85, Jillian Spear, uh, she is a singer-songwriter out in California. Um, she, she has her videos uh, branded through Vivo on YouTube, and she basically revealed, like, this is how I did it. This is the company that I used. This is, you know, how the program works, etc. So um, <clears throat> I want to make this interview all about you two guys. So um, one or both of you might be interested in listening to episode 85 with Jillian Spear, but listeners, um, you can check it out too. <clears throat> I want to um, I want to keep going here um, with with Justin and Slavo, though. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York are Justin Bright and Slavo of the retro pop duo Fly By Midnight. Visit their official website at www.flybymidnight.com. You will find links there to the guys on various social media. We've been talking about YouTube a lot, but they are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. You can also find their music on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that this show is available on. And do keep up with Fly By Midnight online for information on where and when you can go see them perform live. And of course, do purchase their music. It's on iTunes and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio there, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to the show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned Shane and Emily from last week, Jillian Spear from episode 85, Sarah Donner from episode 80, uh, excuse me, Sarah Donner was on episode 33 and Amy Petty on episode 23. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And remember, as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Fly By Midnight's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help the show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Guys, you recently opened for Third Eye Blind. Uh, let's hear all about that. Where was it? How did you get the opportunity did you have any time to interact with them at all? Uh, those types of details. Yeah, it's another. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> every uh, question, like, well, it's an interesting story. No, it it's weird. We've been really grateful that 
since putting up this content online, we've been able to branch pretty organically into the live market also. It, it really came, uh, I was driving, I got a phone call, <laughs> uh, through, uh, obviously through means of our, um, not only our production team, but other people, I, I guess word had traveled around that we're kind of becoming one of the, the pop staple, uh, New York based opening support, support acts. So third eye blind was doing a gig out in Jersey for a, a quick check. Um, there's a balloon festival they yeah. had out there. And so they reached out hmm. and they didn't tell us it was for third eye blind. They yeah. said it was, it was a support act slot. And I said, sure, let me uh, call you back. I'm driving to the studio right now where I can meet with my partner. So I, I uh, brought it up to Slavo, and, and we kind of have gotten plenty of these calls, but, you know, obviously different performances gauge how, how you know, great it's going to be. But then, then they dropped the Third Eye Blind uh, name. <laughs> yeah, and it was fun because when we, we did that show, um, we actually did not get to meet them, which is unfortunate. They um, were in their tour bus all day kind of, doing their own thing, which is fine. But the day before, I remember um, a, a huge fan of mine, uh, uh, no, a huge fan that I am of uh, is John Bellion. And I remember him tweeting that uh, Third Eye Blind came to his show and how crazy that was. And to think that someone at his level was excited for them to come to the show and then the next day, <laughs> we're them, uh, I don't know, it was just super, super cool. Um, and yeah, a great feeling. Uh, um, I've listened to them growing up. I'm sure, Justin, you have too. And yeah. Um, I remember telling my, my brother and my friends back home and, and they all kind of freaked out and like, that's freaking cool as hell. And, <laughs> and, and, and I, one caliber higher on the, the cool factor. For sure. Yeah. And even, even though we didn't meet them because it was a little bit of a hectic day, it was a festival. There were a lot of different moving pieces go, going on there, but it was, yeah, it was crazy to be able to share the stage. We actually, they were rapping soundcheck when we were kind of coming up to, mm. so, so it's a, even, even just, it's larger than life. I mean, I grew up listening to them in so many so many ways i mean their live performances as well i mean they're, they're a phenomenal band and and yeah it was a really it was a really great step for us moving forward yeah speaking of live performances uh at least for fly by midnight i mentioned back in the intro that uh the two of you have performed at notable venues such as the hotel cafe in los angeles the bitter end uh, up there in new york and other places up and down the east coast from there in new york to down here in florida in fact Back in April, you were just an hour to the east of me over in Orlando, and uh, I did want to mention one other. You touched on it briefly before, and then you guys can comment on, on all these cool shows you've been doing. Back in February, you did YouTube Space Presents uh, Music Mondays at the YouTube Space in New York. Yeah, like we talked about before, YouTube is super accommodating and super cool to us. Um, so they do these Music Monday things that they, they do, I think, once a month. Yeah, I, th I think it's kind of slowed down, but but it was once a month. It's an amazing showcase, and it, it was a it was a packed crowd. It was uh yeah, it was amazing. The great thing is that that YouTube uses their platform and, and their their uh, leverage as as a way to get people there. So uh, we have a fan base in New York, obviously, but it's one of those relieving things as up and coming artists to not have to worry about going to a venue and and bringing a certain number of people because that's a common thing these days when you're an opening act or whatever. You're almost required to bring so many people. So to know that we can go to that venue and, and YouTube is reaching out, sending out emails to all the people that, that follow them and stuff on their platforms and, and knowing that, that we're going to have an audience there that's new people, new faces, new listeners. Um, no doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we're almost out of time, but um, I do, of course, want to ask, what is right in front of Fly By Midnight today? And, and, and then what can your fans and, and this show's listeners, for that matter, be on the lookout for from you guys in the coming months? Yeah, very exciting stuff. We actually just released a new cover um, yesterday, right? 
Yeah, it's uh, Niall Horan from One Direction, his uh, song This Town that he did. It's very different. Uh, his is very acoustic, and, and we made it all fly-by dancey. So. Yeah, we, we shot it on the Brooklyn Bridge as well, so it's, really, it's a really cool visual. Um, so, yeah, we released that. Uh, we're going to be kind of pushing that for a little bit of a while. And what's great, like we said before, Bruce, is that we have a lot of plans within the next couple of months to release a lot more original content. So um, al although it took us a year to release our second single, it's definitely going to take a lot shorter to release uh, more content. So, yeah, more live shows, more. Yeah, I mean, our, as far as the near future for us, our, our goal as a duo um, personally is to, to get on a, a, big, a bigger show, a bigger, a bigger artist and be an opening act. So be on the lookout for us in, in cities across the, the country. That's, that's our goal. Awesome. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, we're going to close today with the song of yours that we talked about the video for, Karaoke. So before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Karaoke. It's another fun one. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> was actually, I think, the third or fourth song we wrote together. Um, that was another one where Justin pulled out his uh, handy little little notebook, and, and it was in his phone. He had literally one lyric that was the first line of the song, karaoke on your dorm room floor, and I'll let you take the story from there. Yeah, so it was actually, um, it, it was a party I was at in Wagner College uh, on Staten Island years and, and years back, and yeah, I say years and years, like 40 years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> probably, probably a couple of years. Now, all you youngsters who are listening, I was pretty young back then. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, and I don't remember much from that night. Uh, <laughs> but but what, I, what I do remember was waking up the next morning and looking at my phone and, and seeing that I wrote down karaoke on your dorm room floor. Because wow. essentially, it was, it was one of my first college experiences that was based around the idea of, of a small group of people, you know, drinking and, and playing video games. <laughs> yeah, the, when we when we were making the song, um, and I'll try to make this short, we we wanted to to give the listener the feeling of um, a very new experience. You know, it's almost like the first time when you're a little kid, you go to a amusement park and you look around. It's like, holy crap, what is this? It's it's one of those feelings, and and we did that with um, a very um, bass driven kind of um, cinematic vibe the beginning of the song and, and you'll hear it in, in a few minutes so you'll kind of get what i'm saying but um yeah we wanted everyone to feel like they're taking on this fun experience with us and every time we sing these songs it's great because there are stories but then like the audience listens to it and becomes their story and then we're all like this one big college experience mind you when he just said one big experience he made this whole big bear hug motion <laughs> <laughs> very, very yeah. nice very nice well, guys, uh, thanks so much for doing this. Really enjoyed it and um, look forward to seeing a lot more from the two of you. And uh, thank you once again for coming on the show this afternoon. Thank you, Bruce. Had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having us. Man. Absolutely. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Justin Bright and Slavo of the retro pop duo Fly By Midnight. Do check out their official website. It's www.flybymidnight.com and then engage with them on social media. So that means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell them that you heard them and their music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that just like this show, you can also find them on SoundCloud. And of course, do purchase their music. It's on iTunes and other online retailers and streaming on Spotify, as you heard. Keep up with Fly By Midnight online to see where and when you can go see them perform live. 
Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this show and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost is how you share there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Fly By Midnight. This is the one they just talked about. It's called Karaoke. Karaoke on your dorm room floor. Slow motion silhouettes I can't ignore. She bites a lip, oh god, I can't resist Box wine and cigarettes with every kiss It was all so new Amazing.